actually just did a show. They actually reached out to me because they were like, we want to talk to a beauty queen. And I was like, okay. I'm like, what do you want to talk about? And they're like, misconceptions. And I'm like, oh, I have them, you know? And I think a lot of that comes from television, you know, what you see on TV, but I have been blessed to stand next to women who are doctors, lawyers, housewives, scientists, zoologists, you name it. I've, I've stood next to them. And these are some really phenomenal women and they have a message. And there's a reason that they're doing this crazy thing called pageantry. And I'm just blessed to be a part of it. It's, it's really cool to have a beautiful crown to wear and walk around and be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. And it sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. Yeah, you're right. Because um, there's some there's some people that will look at someone and this is just human nature, right? We look at someone that is attractive and we feel that that's all they have to offer. Whereas there's so many people who are attractive and smart. It goes back to that yeah. saying that he or she, they're sexy and they're smart, right? They're brilliant and they're beautiful. So I think like anything, yes, there's so many people who are born natural, beautiful. There's some people who um, they work their body that way through exercise, through nutrition, things of that nature. But it doesn't take away from the person who they are because I think we've passed the point where it's only based on beauty. I think we, we've got to the point as a group of people where we're like, okay, he or she is good looking, but there's always more to them. It's like scratching underneath the surface, as they say. Yep. You hit the nail on the head. Perfect. So I guess we'll officially get started. And I do want to welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Shades. I have my lovely guest, Sandel, Miss Pennsylvania herself. She wants to speak to us about heart health issues and a number of other topics as well. So introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you tick. So my name is Sandel Taylor and you hit the nail on the head. I am currently representing my beautiful home state as Mrs. Pennsylvania Galaxy 2021. And now I've actually gotten my title extended for 2022. Um, still due to the pandemic, they decided to push their national pageant back. So whoop, whoop, I'm excited because I have a, a whole nother year uh, to represent this beautiful crown and sash. So a little bit about me is I am a army veteran spouse. My husband served and is now a veteran. Thank Thank heavens he's done. I have two beautiful children. My son is 13 and he is, has a mental actually behavioral health disorder called SPMD and ODD, which actually sits just outside of the autism spectrum. A gorgeous nine-year-old daughter who is nine going on 30, I swear. And her name is Anastasia. Um, she looks like the real life Moana in person. She's got beautiful curly long hair and she's just spunky and full of fight. And I have a fur baby who his name is Dash. He is a little orange tabby cat who kind of looks like Garfield, but the skinny version. And by day, I am a cosmetology instructor. So I actually teach adults how to do hair, skin, and nails on a daily basis. And by night, that is when I transform into my superhero version of myself, where I'm a pageant queen and international speaker about heart health. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you for that lovely introduction. So tell us a little bit about what is heart health awareness? 
awareness? So for me, heart health awareness focuses on mind, body, and soul, and more importantly, generational change. So my goal is to help people realize that heart health affects one out of three women specifically in this country. It's the number one cause of death in the entire world, let alone right here in America. And 80% of it is preventable. So think about that. Eight out of 10 people who actually die from heart attacks or heart-related diseases could have prevented that. And that's what my goal is with heart health awareness. My second goal is I want to teach people that CPR is obtainable. CPR, by doing CPR, which composes of your chest compressions and your breaths, just by doing the compressions themselves, which means your hands-only CPR, you increase somebody's life expectancy by 40%. So if any, everybody listening right now were to pause this show just for one minute and go to the American Heart Association's website, they can learn hands-only CPR right now. By increasing by the breast, you increase somebody's life expectancy between 50 and 60% just by doing and helping in CPR. And it's simple. And typically you can find somewhere free to learn how to do it. And now my beautiful state has been the 29th state to make it mandatory that CPR is taught in high schools, which is something I think should happen worldwide. And so for me, it starts at a young age. Easy things that are obtainable for anyone to do, whether they are close to a grocery store, far away, have a disability, can't have access to healthy food. That is my goal with Heart Health, is what can you do with what you have to make your life worth living to the fullest extent. And I think that's beautiful points, Sandal, that you mentioned. It's interesting how the school curriculum and to the teachers out there, I'm not, we're not picking on you by any means, <laughs> but I don't think the curriculum has changed that much, especially um, let's say over the last 50 years, but I would say there's been quite a number of changes over the last few years. And I think um, CPR is I was CPR trained as well. And you don't realize how important it is to be CPR trained. And you don't realize how important education is. I'm in my early 30s and I went so many years not knowing this, but as soon as I was trained, I felt empowered to save lives. And you made a good point where there's so many people out there that suffer some type of heart condition. One in three is a lot of people out there who's who's suffering um, from this. We look at some of the other statistics when it comes to car crashes or being shot or being robbed or something like that, much lower in comparison. But yet we generate all this need, this anxiety saying, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But if we can help our fellow man, our fellow woman and our fellow non-binary um, people out there in regards to this, by all means, I am definitely... Forward. And I know that you have been such a strong advocate of heart health awareness. Now that you're representing Pennsylvania in this way, where do you see your journey taking you going forward? I've been blessed that my journey has taken me all over the world, so to speak, both virtually and in person. So far, just as Mrs. Pennsylvania Galaxy, I've traveled to nine different states and either spoke about heart health, whether it was virtually or in person. 
increasing awareness by having people participate in my new online campaign or just talk about tips and tricks on how to stay heart healthy. And the other thing that I like to see is where I hope to go and what I'm powering for is with my new campaign that I started, which is an online social media campaign called Show Us Your Heart. I actually started it in the beginning of this year because my father passed away from COVID-19 and underlying heart conditions. My goal was originally to hit 50 people by my birthday, which was in July, and I hit that goal. So overall, my next goal is to hit 100 people by the end of my reign. And I'm so blessed to tell you as of right now, Terrence, I've hit four continents, 17 states, and 57 participants as of today, which is just phenomenal. And these are people from every walk of life. These are men, these are women, these are children that are participating. And I could have never dreamed that when I started this social media campaign that it was gonna reach this far, it was gonna do this well. And the campaign is all about heart health. So what I ask in the campaign is that people take a video or a photo of something that they do every day in their life that makes them heart healthy. I had a girl who rollerbladed. I had another lady who was jumping horses. I had a gentleman who was doing his workout that he does in the gym. You name it, someone's done it in, in this campaign. And basically the goal with it was to partner it with a health fact or a tip and trick or to give it to someone else that maybe would have thought, oh, I never knew I could rollerblade and that helps me stay heart healthy. Or I never knew by riding a horse that could help me stay more heart healthy. Some fun, easy ways that people can stay heart healthy. The other goal was kind of something you mentioned earlier is I want to showcase people out there that look just like you, that look like who is coming and viewing these goals. So I've had people of every race, every religion. Um, I've had people pretty much, like I said, from every walk of life that have so far participated. And I can't wait to see how many more people get involved and how big this can really be. And it's just been really phenomenal to see that something I started because I was grieving and I wanted to honor my father with this legacy has turned into something that can really help change the future of generations to come, hopefully. And how much of your experience mm -hmm. with your father and what he went through and ultimately what you and your family went through, how much of the emotion, how much of the, maybe the grief, how much of maybe if I had had a little bit more time, how much is all of that in the work that you do? Oh, it's in everything that I do. It started because of my dad in 2005, but when I really looked into it, I had people to my left and to my right that were affected by this disease. One of my best friends passed away from sudden cardiac arrest just a few years ago. His name was Donovan Wilburn. And he was like my right-hand man. He dressed me for all my events. He would tell me, you know, how to part my hair, what to wear, what to not to wear. He was like my stylist connoisseur several family and friends members. But then when I really looked into the research, I realized that it was something that we could actually do. And it sounds so cheesy, um, but it's so true that I feel like heart health chose me because this came into my life and they said, 
I felt like it was told to me that I had the power to help this. I had this passion to help this. I had a direct connection to help this. And now I feel like this is what I was meant to do. I'm out here talking about heart health. I'm out here empowering my community. I'm out here trying to reflect generational change within my children, hopefully their children, other families, other members of my community, and really just spreading that message that if we can start to take those simple things, that this disease, this number of statistics, we can drastically change that. And what you're doing, I think, is a powerful and a well-needed first step because you're raising the awareness and you're raising the awareness in a way where you're educating people. And, you know, sometimes when someone raises awareness and they just say, you guys need to eat better, then you're like, okay, but show us how, right? Tell us what we can do. Tell us um, what is required of us, right? How much can we do to maybe change and become better? So, when you put that out there, do you find any obstacles that are becoming common when you go from state to state and from place to place in your journey? I feel that the biggest obstacle is food deserts and lack of resources, such as even basic health care um, as I'm traveling. And it's not just in certain states. It's not just in communities in general. It's all over the world. And so one of the resources that I actually use to help this is by, of course, now the internet has free delivery, which is making things a lot easier. I'm actually helping to find resources in the community, such as possibly a food pantry where people can go, a church that's willing to open a food pantry, a doctor who comes into the town once a month, and kind of putting those people together and networking. And I'm also teaching people how to start an urban garden, which is kind of the term that's used right now, but it's really just a garden in your home or a garden on your porch or in your windowsill so that you could start with one fresh vegetable, whatever the easiest is to grow in your specific community. And of course, trying to help with access to healthy and fresh water. That's another big thing is we want that to go in. And then a drive that I'm personally doing is I am starting to do activity bags, very much like blessing bags um, that you might've seen. And what I'm doing in these activity bags is I'm giving kids a jump rope, a Frisbee, maybe a little dice that has like exercises on it, chalk, just things that would encourage healthy outdoor play and also things that they can do inside too. Um, you know, games like Twister or uh, you know something that gets their body moving. And I'm giving these out free of charge to people that are in need, because I feel that, like I said, that's where it starts is giving our children the access to these simple things, giving the families the access, giving them that knowledge of, hey, you know what, maybe I do live 25 miles away from the closest grocery store, but this is what I can do. And here's a way that we can help each other. And here's a way that we can connect with our neighbors and, and work together. That's kind of what I do. And it, it also does vary, like you mentioned, from state to state. Because what I can grow here in Pennsylvania, somebody might not be able to grow in Arizona or vice versa. And I think that that's the key is figuring out what 
can you do? Not what is there out there to do, but what can you financially or physically or afford to do in your life? And trust me, if you are willing to do the work, I am willing to find the way to help you because that is my goal is let's do this together. Let's work together. Let's do something that is affordable, feasible, and financially able to be reachable for you and your family. The resources that you speak of now, um, and I must commend you, like you sound so educated in it and you sound passionate. And I know it comes from a place of, it's very personal to you because you've been personally touched and personally blessed by it. Did you always have this knowledge of heart health awareness when you were going through your situation with your father or was it something that you came along because of that situation? Before my dad had his heart attack and stroke, I was involved with American Heart Association, but not to this extent. You know, I would volunteer in my community, of course, you know, give back to the community. But when that happened, it's really kind of when I took the dive in and I really started to see how it affected not only me, but the neighbor down the street, my best friend who passed away, their families. And that's what really made me get into it and say, you know what? I have the power to change this. I don't know how. I didn't know how. I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I just started looking into the opportunities that were out there. I became an Empower to Serve ambassador, which is an educator. I'm actually an educator by trade. And the Empower to Serve program through the American Heart Association is free. It's online. And what that affords me is the knowledge to help pass on some of this information to you, yourself, and others. What can they do or what should you be eating? Um, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor, but I have a network of people who are. They can be like, you know what? Let me hook you up with my friend. Let's talk with her. Let's get him in there. Let's get my, you know, person down the street involved. And the other thing is, I think that I have tenacity. I think for me, um, I came from a life where, you know, I was based off, I was judged based off of how I look, you know, I have blonde hair, blue eyes. So, you know, people look at me and be like, well, she's never had a problem in the world, but yet I have. After my dad had a heart attack and stroke, I faced homelessness. I was actually homeless for quite some time because I left a domestic violence situation and I had to move from home to home to home because I didn't want him to find me. I went through and took back my life because of that. I was, you know, very down. You know, I felt very low of myself. I had no confidence after I left that. And at the same time, I was a very young mother. I had a son when I was 19 years old and I took back my life. I chose not to give up. I chose to thank God for the second opportunity that I was given to live my life. And I realized that I have a mouth and I have this voice and I have a way that I can help someone. And then, like I said, kind of took off into this amazing thing and pageantry has helped me find that voice. It's helped me love myself. It's helped me gain opportunities that I never thought I would be able to get to. And it's one of the reasons why I chose the system that I'm competing for is because I really felt that this system supports me exactly who I am. 
And I love that you mentioned that because it's like full circle. We started off small banter about misconceptions and people maybe looking at you, looking at me and thinking one thing when it's totally the opposite. And you're right. There's some people that would look at you and say, she looks like she's had to worry about nothing in her life. And here you are. Your father went through a heart attack. Your father experienced a stroke. You had a domestic violence situation growing up. You were a young mother. You had all these trials or a better word be yet all these tests of your character, of who you are. And all these years later, you're standing tall, representing yourself, representing your husband, representing your children, representing your father, representing everyone close to you. Sandal, you are representing your state <laughs> at this point, right? You have come a long way. And sometimes we need to stop and acknowledge that. Sure, we can look at you and we can see the eyes, we can see the hair color, and we can assume what we want. But I think what a lot of us need to start doing is we need to open our hearts more, open our ears even more, <laughs> and close our mouth and just listen to the person and who they are. Because you are doing something that's remarkable and it's coming from a place of love. You love all these people around you. And that, to me, just from this conversation, is what's driving you to develop, to deliver this message. And when you go from state to state, when you look up all these things, when you connect with all these people, when you open up your network to everyone, at the core of that, how much is it being created from the love that you have from all the people that I mentioned? Oh, a lot of it is from that core, but more importantly, it's because I know I went through some challenges, but what I went through is a fraction of what some of the other families and some of the other people that I help. I mentioned to you earlier that one out of three women are affected by heart disease. Most of those women are African-American or Latina descent because of the access to affordability to healthcare, because of the inaccess to healthy foods, because of beyond scopes of practices that we could have a whole other show about. And for me to come in and be able to say, you know what, let me try to help. Let me try to help this number because it has directly impacted me. It has directly impacted the people that I'm surrounded by, people that I don't even know that have then reached out to me and said, my dad died from a heart attack. Thank you for talking about this. Or my family member from doc died from a heart attack. Thank you for talking about this. That's why I'm doing this. Because those people have had even more challenges in their life. And if we can give those people and anyone who's listening, and when I'm saying those people, I'm talking about anybody who's had a challenge in their life, not just me, not just my friends. We are helping each other. We are raising our community like you said, together, arm in arm, lifting it up.